millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, friends. And, of course, welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News Live. I hope you guys are having a great day. Thank you so much for the well wishes over there on Rumble. Thank you for the people filing in over on Odyssey and the Foxhole and Getter. Do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind, hit that like button. It really does help out the show. Let's everybody know this is a program worth watching. We're going to be talking about a ton of things today, but I just feel like it's impossible to talk about the situation in Washington, D.C. without marveling at these swamp creatures' ability to fail upwards in no other position on planet Earth besides the federal government. Can you be so spectacularly bad at your job and continue to receive the benefits of that job? In uh, St. Louis, Kim Gardner, her neck was on the line today. Uh, I watched about 40 minutes of the arguments about why they thought she should be thrown out, lose her job. I think they did a really great job. And I'm really excited about what's happening there in St. Louis because this sets a precedent. They've tried to set a precedent of being soft on crime, on letting people go and just not prosecuting, just being bad at their jobs, but still getting paid. And it's starting to boomerang on them. In the same way, I'm seeing a boomerang in a number of other places, including Washington, D.C. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I'm going to be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. I have my quarter, my giant five-ounce silver America, the beautiful coin right here from Noble Gold. Thank you once again, as always, to Noble Gold for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting my show as well, and thank you for supporting the sponsors who really are the heart and soul of why I'm able to do this. Uh, they allow me to continue to pump out this good, great content every single day and bring you guys as much up-to-date and breaking news and information as I possibly can. 
Uh, Zima says it's Red Pill O'Clock. Glad to be here with you, friends, and I'm glad to be able to bring you this episode of Red Pill News Live. Tonight, uh, just a bit of housekeeping on uh, uh, on Altered State on Badlands Media. Uh, it will be just me, and we'll be doing a rerun and a bit of a, uh, a live kind of uh, a rap session. We'll see uh, who's there and uh, what you guys want to talk about. But uh, Brad and I put together a special presentation from a past episode that we hope you're going to enjoy. So I'll be there. Uh, Brad is going to be on his way to Arizona, so he can't can't be here tonight. Uh, and then early tomorrow morning, I leave to go to Arizona as well. There will be no Occam's Razor. I will not be on taking it back at 4 p.m. either. And I should be arriving in Arizona in Phoenix at roughly 4 p.m. or something like that. Uh, Phoenix time. And then because I'm going to be there, uh, I will be getting footage. And if I can stream from the hotel room, I might do that just to check in with you and say hi. Uh, but by and large, on Thursday, Friday and Saturday, there won't be any shows because I will either be acting actually at the conference speaking. I'm speaking on like three or four different panels, I believe. Uh, and then on Monday, I'm going to be taking the red eye home. Uh, well, Sunday night, really. I'll be, I'll be in the air or in airports all night. So I think I arrive in, in Orlando at like 4 a.m. Uh, on Monday. So I'll definitely be able to do Red Pill News Live on Monday night. All right. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the news. First of all, I wanted to uh, talk about the Wicked Witch of the West, Hillary Clinton, rearing her ugly head again. It seems like every time she smells blood in the water, she's out there trying to drum up more negative press for Donald Trump and by proxy positive press for herself. The only thing is that people see Hillary Clinton's face and instead of seeing a healthy, vibrant example of American exceptionalism, uh, they instead see a, a salty, dried up and desiccated old hag uh, who really has gone past her prime. Maybe that's a little harsh, but I think that a, most of you probably would agree that Hillary Clinton is long past her expiration date uh, in the same way that Joe Biden is. Uh, Hillary Clinton needs to just retire, like waddle off into the sunset in your muumu or your pantsuit, whatever it is that you're wearing that day, and just say, I'm done, okay? Because we need to be able to find you. We need to be able to find you when it comes time to charge you and press uh, uh, charges in, in a court of law, because there are so many different illegal things that Hillary Clinton has done. Uh, first of all, let, let's. she believes that President, this is how out of touch Hillary is with the American people. She truly believes that Donald Trump has no chance of being president again in 2024 because of his indictments. Now, let's just say in a world where Donald Trump not even committed a crime, but was just convicted of a crime, the presence of that conviction does not stop him from running for president again. Politicians are criminals by and large, and they have specifically made it so that criminals can remain politicians. Because if you get caught doing something illegal uh, and then you go off and, and you get charged and convicted and then you come back and you make it up and you start, uh, I guess, representing the people again. Uh, well, they, they want you to be able to have that second chance. You don't really get a second chance like that in too many industries, but politics is one of them. So Hillary was on Sky News, not an American news. Sky News, if I'm not mistaken, is an Australian news company. Um, Vector, can you can you verify that for me? Is Sky News Australian? Because I feel like I've heard Australian ac accents on those shows when I've seen it in the past. But 
she was essentially given a bunch of softball questions. Uh, and really, I, I feel that the mainstream media, whether it's here or in the UK or in Australia, wherever it is, they, they have a soft spot for Hillary Clinton. They they always kowtow to Hillary Clinton, probably because they know how dangerous it is to cross Hillary Clinton. There is a, a list out there, I'm sure you're aware of, dozens and dozens of names of people who crossed Hillary Clinton on the wrong day. And uh, that was the end of their story. So. As a result of these fake indictment and charges from Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, Hillary Clinton starts doing the whistle stop tour and and going on mainstream media programs all over the world. So first question from Beth Rigby, the interviewer. It's pretty ironic, isn't it, that Trump is now a former president, could now face jail time? How does that make you feel? Well, how do you think it makes her feel? I mean, she's a sadist and a psychopath. Uh, the idea of Donald Trump going to jail probably titillates her in ways that you wouldn't talk about on national television. Hillary Clinton is the definition, the personification of evil, evil incarnate I think that she rather enjoys the idea that Donald Trump might face jail time, even if she knows Donald Trump won't go. The, pro- the the prospect, like the very fact that it's a possibility, Hillary Clinton starts brushing her hair and looking in the mirror and doing that dance from uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, so continuing on, uh, she says Hillary, she says Trump accuses people of doing that he himself is doing. It's the opposite. It's the other way around. The Democrats project their crimes onto Trump. That's why we haven't had any convictions. That's why we haven't had any successful investigations. It's the same BS over and over and over again. They know that Donald Trump is innocent of any crime. They call him the Teflon Don, not only because he can't be charged or convicted, but because there's no reason to, because he's absolutely squeaky clean. So he's been indicted, but He said he is going to keep running, Hillary said. But even if he gets the Republican nomination, he cannot, in my view, be reelected president. They've been saying that Trump cannot be reelected president since the moment he was actually elected, even before that. You know, they they pretended that the world was going to end. They pretended that society was just going to crumble. Well, I mean, it has. It definitely has since Donald Trump became president, but only in the time since he left the office of the presidency. Only since the day that Joe Biden took over the nation has the entire fabric of society begin to melt down around us. Um, so let's continue on. Uh, and uh, hold on a second. I don't know how long this clip is. Uh, here we go. America goes to the polls. Donald Trump is running for president while under criminal mm-hmm. indictment. Mm-hmm. This oh, look man. at her smug self-indignation. She is so jazzed at the prospect of Donald Trump. And she's trying to look so cool, trying to look cool as a cucumber. But she's somber because this is a serious, serious issue. Donald Trump must not be reelected who back in 2016 Mm -hmm. consistently accused you of law breaking Mm -hmm. and actively encouraged chance of lock her Mm -hmm. up directed at you. It's pretty ironic, isn't it, that he is now a former president that could face Mm -hmm. a jail term. How does it make you feel? Well, I always thought about him. And if you follow him, uh, I think you can see it as well. He accuses people of doing things he himself is doing. It's a a form of psychological projection. Uh, And I always thought (laughs) uh, his record in business in particular, but then as we saw him uh, in politics and government, uh, he was someone who cared nothing about rules. He cared nothing about the law. Uh, 
God, I mean, she is perfectly describing the the dual battling crime families of the Bidens and the Clintons. They don't care about the rules. They have never cared about what was right or what was good, what they should do. All they've ever cared about is their own personal power, the amount of power they can gather up and hold in their stomach at any one time. Donald Trump strengthened America. Donald Trump gave America something back, something that had been missing, that was stripped away during the Obama years. The hope that something could happen to make things better. We were on the cusp of something truly great, and they had to step in and destroy it. Now, whether or not they were directed or they were ushered towards the eventual situation we find ourselves in, the, the same thing is going to be true. Uh, this will equal the demise of the Democrat Party. Uh, this will equal the completely opposing viewpoints of communism and conservatism, nationalism, uh, to uh, separate even farther. And the amount of people that you're going to have gravitating towards communism, it's going to be frequently smaller and smaller and smaller. It's already happening. But the people who are just now coming around to conservatism or rather anti-democratism, I guess, <laughs> uh, not anti-democracy, but anti-democrats anyways, uh, you know, we are a much larger group than that ultra radical left wing communist wing of the Democrat Party. Um, Hillary Clinton can say whatever she wants about Donald Trump and uh, the way that he destroyed civilization, but it wasn't him. Uh you guys remember over the weekend there was that uh there was a woman it was actually a couple uh who were attacked in Chicago in, in Millennium Park there was essentially a riot uh just hundreds of kids oftentimes with guns and uh, certainly violent and and unrestrained they were just rampaging through Chicago uh destroying things beating people, uh, really just the most horrible behavior you can imagine. And there was one video in particular, and we're going to watch it in just a second, where this woman was attacked by a mob of street thugs. Now, she had a boyfriend there with her, but you wouldn't know that because it was so violent. They were torn apart by the crowd, and you see the crowd kind of go down the street. That's because they were all turning their attention on the boyfriend. Now, they say that it was a random attack. You know, I think a lot of people probably looked, and, oh, you know, it's a bunch of black kids punching a, a white woman trying to make her pay for uh, systemic racism or something. Um, but according to these uh, folks, they said that it was totally random. They were just walking down the street. All of a sudden, these kids came up to them. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time. As far as I know, there were no racial epithets that were thrown around. Um, where is... There we go. We're going to go to Twitter, and we're going to look at this because uh, I meant to play this video on my show the other day, and I actually didn't get around to it. So here is the interview combined with that video footage, just to show you how nuts this situation was. I was able to speak to the couple that were at the center of that now viral attack on the streets of Chicago over the weekend. They described what happened in their own words. Listen. Um, well, I just recently saw the video, but we were just downtown in Chicago trying to shop, you know, trying to get some food. And we were walking down the street, and there was a really big group of guys, a really big, big group of people. And girls. 
yeah, guys and girls. And, you know, DJ had my hand and he was trying to lead me through the crowd of people. And they pushed him, they pushed me. And as soon as they pushed me, I told DJ, I said, hey, you know, they, they just shoved me. And he asked them, he was like, yo, don't shove her, who shoved her? And as soon as he said that, everything went crazy. You know, they said they're gonna kill us. They turned around and, you know, started fighting, you know. So sorry. I got pushed to down that. to the ground. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even classify this as fighting, I would classify this as a mob attack. I mean, they were stomping on these people. They were throwing punches. They were kicking. There very easily could have been weapons present. How do we even know? There was just a throng of, of people surrounding this couple uh, and just completely covering them. Absolutely insane behavior. And, yeah, I got pushed onto the ground, and the whole group of people went to DJ, not me. Like, I have a lot less injuries than he does because I was a, more of a bystander than anything, but... Everyone went for him, and it ended up in the middle of the street. They were jumping him in the middle of the street. It got pretty bad. I'm just so sorry to hear that. DJ, um, what were the extent of your injuries after all this, you and Ashley's injuries? Um, As you can see, I don't know if you can see or not, I have a black eye. Uh, My face is messed up. Uh, Shoulder is pretty f***ed up, too. I'm pretty sure I got a, it's out of place or something. My back, sore. Uh, my nose, I don't know what's wrong with my nose. It's swollen. I don't know what's going on with it, but mm. uh, get it checked out soon. Um, her do injuries. You, do you believe it? All right. So that's that's all we're we're going to watch. But, you know, these people didn't deserve it. And for the new leadership in Chicago, for them to refuse to denounce this type of animalistic, violent behavior uh, is completely within the pattern of behavior of Chicago's leaders for a long time now. So I'm not surprised by that. Uh, but when it comes to decorum and decency, like this must be stopped. You cannot allow this to happen. Otherwise, random people will not feel safe walking down the streets of Chicago. If they do now, I don't know who would. But my point is, this may have began under Donald Trump, but it began at the urging of the Democrats and the Democrats that were in power. Uh, Democrat leaders all across the nation, these radical left wing uh, terrorists, that's all you can think to call them. They're the ones who caused this to happen, and they really kicked it into high gear under Trump. It began under Obama, high gear under Trump, because they knew that they had a a timeline that was not going to be able to be met. And then now that Joe Biden's here, it is uh, basically reached critical mass. We are one day away from roving gangs of uh, left-wing thugs who want to communally seize all of your property before Walmart or Best Buy shuts down the store in their area. Uh, and then they're just going to start killing people in the streets. I mean, it's basically like that already, but it's going to get a lot worse. So getting back to Hillary Clinton and her position, you know, she's always played ignorant when it came to the Steele dossier. And Gary Gensler, who was the current head of the SEC, he's also the guy who let Sam Bankman Fried and FTX just kind of slip through the cracks. Uh, he was in special talks. He had a, a family relationship with Sam Bankman, Bankman Fried. But before he was the SEC chair, before he was working with Sam Bankman Fried and, and FTX, uh, in 2016, he was the CFO for Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, Chief financial officer is what CFO stands for, in case anybody is confused. But what's interesting is that despite 
financial being in his name. Uh, Gary Gensler claims that during Hillary Clinton's campaign, and he said this under oath, that he was not aware of the payment from her campaign to pay for the Steele dossier. Again, he is the chief financial officer, would have been in charge of the finances, didn't know that a check from the campaign account went to Christopher Steele for a made-up document called the Steele dossier. That strains credulity, and I just don't believe that. And I think that the Oversight Committee in Congress, I don't think they believe it either. Now, Gary was brought in as her chief financial officer uh, from the start of Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, and at that time, he was known as uh, as as Hillary Clinton's top dog. He was a, a big thing on Wall Street. He was the former chairman of the Commodities Future Trading Commission. Uh, and uh, Gensler should have been a wealth of knowledge about the financial industry, uh, somebody who could help Hillary Clinton kind of navigate those things and make sure they were doing everything by the book. But apparently he didn't pay any attention at all. So how did he go from being the chair of Hillary Clinton's campaign to now being the uh, head of the SEC? I mean, as it stands from my perspective, as I stated at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, if you do your job badly, you don't deserve to get promotions. You don't deserve uh, to have uh, things under your control that you may be able to screw up. We've seen this in, in a number of instances throughout many, many years. People who are always bad at their jobs continue to get better and better jobs. They just fail upwards until at which point maybe they're forced out because they have to retire, but they get a pension and they get all of their health care taken care of. So I just I, I just don't see it. Gary Gensler as the head of her finances for that committee, that campaign rather, and having absolutely no knowledge about the money that was going out to pay for Christopher Steele. Now, uh, we know that Gary Gensler was actually in charge of Hillary Clinton's finances. He was running those finances um, because he worked directly with attorney Mark Elias during the campaign in creating what was called the Hillary Victory Fund. Now, this is from an article in Bloomberg back in 2016. Gensler's portfolio stretches into other areas as well. He, along with campaign lawyer Mark Elias and national finance director Dennis Chang, led the process last year to create the Hillary Victory Fund, which jointly raises money for the campaign, the DNC, and state Democrat parties. Now, at that time, Elias was uh, general counsel to Hillary Clinton, Garrett Gensler was the CFO, and it was during this time, uh, while Gensler was overseeing Hillary Clinton's finances, that her campaign paid millions to a law firm called Perkins Coy. You guys know all about it. This was at the same time that the Steele dossier was getting paid for. Now, we also know that Gary Gensler had secret meetings with Hillary, Soros, and Pelosi, and other Washington, D.C. bigwigs because they were on his calendar. Now, when asked yesterday if he had facilitated the payment of the Steele dossier, he kind of hesitated, and then he said he wasn't aware of that payment. How did Gary Gensler, not even at this time, know that there was a payment to Christopher Steele for the creation of the Steele dossier? Everybody who is anybody knows that that happened. Hey, real quick, last question. I think it might have came up. You were Hillary Clinton's uh, CFO in a campaign, right? It's part of my history. Were you? Yes or no? In 2016. Did you facilitate the payment for the Steele dossier since you were CFO of the Hillary Clinton campaign? S- sir. Yes or no? Sir. Yes or no? 
that that was that was not You're under oath chairman gensler yes or i no? know i was not something i was aware of oh. back the rest of my time thank you hey real quick last question i think it might have came up byron donalds is a beast i gotta say i like that guy uh but gary gensler the look on his face uh he knew all about it he knew all about it and he just lied under oath because he did not want to admit it. I'm just going to look at this again. Sir. Yes or no? Sir. Yes or no? That that was that was not... You're under oath, Chairman Gensler. Yes or I no? I know. I was not something I was aware of. <laughs> oh, I go back the rest of my time. Liar. Liar. Gary Gensler is a liar. I sure hope they go after him for this and get more information. All right. I uh, just want to say thank you to Judy the Lady Pug, Judy the Lady Pug for that cookie, Sean Joe for the cookie, and Beach Bum and Mermaid for the can. Thank you very, very much, guys. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so here's an interesting tidbit. Marjorie Taylor Greene dropped this yesterday when she was uh, kind of going through a press junket. Um, we, we've been talking about the Hunter Biden laptop since the beginning. Everybody here, I would imagine, is well acquainted with the criminal elements that are contained on that laptop. One of the key and most embarrassing pieces of that laptop was Hunter Biden's apparent obsession with paying for sex from prostitutes. Now, uh, we just looking at the videos of of uh, Hunter smoking crack with these ladies of the night. You know, we can't tell uh, are are they Russian? Are they Ukrainian? Are they Macedonian? Are they from America? Are they there of their own free will? Were they part of a trafficking network? But it undoubtedly contained information that we didn't necessarily have access to, like his credit card credit card transactions and and uh, Apple cash payments that were sent to people. Um, and there was discussion at one time, maybe in the last year, that Hunter Biden, through his interactions with these prostitutes, was connected in some way to human trafficking. Now, I don't know if that means that he was facilitating the trafficking of these women from Eastern Europe directly or if he was just taking part in the network. But either way, he is essentially a, a an integral link. I mean, the guy has money for days. He can do whatever he wants to. Uh, and if he was willing to pay for sex from women, you know, I don't think he's worried too much about who they are, where they're coming from, uh, or what they do, only that they can fulfill that one desire for him. Now, there is evidence uh, that uh, it wasn't just Hunter who was linked to Russian prostitutes. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is on the House Oversight Committee, has evidence that the entire Biden crime family was involved in human trafficking that involves prostitutes from Russia, the Ukraine, and the U.S. Do we have evidence that we have yet to see that Joe and Jim and I, what, who's the other one? Frank, Frank Biden, that they were all also paying for sex from prostitutes or were they directly involved in a trafficking ring, which is bringing them here? Remember Hunter Biden's tattoo of the finger lakes on his back, which is a notorious place for people to go missing and for women to be trafficked because it's kind of an odd area. Maybe. Hunter's fascination with the Finger Lakes has to do with the human trafficking ring that he's involved with that runs out of that area. All we know is what Marjorie Taylor Greene said, but I sure hope they're going to be bringing this stuff to the forefront. Let's go ahead and take a look at this clip. We just uh, finished reviewing the financial records in the Treasury. Uh, what I saw was over 2,000 pages of jaw-dropping information 
Uh, there's basically an enterprise wrapped around Joe Biden uh, involving not only multiple family members, more than we thought there were, but other people as well. Uh, just a complete conglomerate of LLC shell companies where money was passing through from foreign countries, China, Ukraine, but many more countries than just those. There's a lot of information the American people deserve to know of the Biden family and the crimes they've been involved in. And the Oversight Committee has a much bigger investigation to do than we ever thought was possible. Um, I just saw evidence of human trafficking. Uh, this involved prostitutes, not only from here in the United States, but foreign countries like Russia and Ukraine. Uh, this is this is unbelievable that a president and a former vice president, uh, not only his son, Hunter Biden, but many more family members extending past Hunter Biden and his immediate family. Uh, we're going to have to really get to work. This is an investigation that needs to be revealed to the American people. And not only do we have questions about Hunter Biden himself, but this is going to extend into developing a web of uh, corruption, a web of fake companies uh, that's going to reveal money that came in from many foreign countries and went directly into the personal bank accounts of the Biden family, where they have financially benefited directly from Joe Biden's uh, seats of power. And we look forward to investigating and exposing for this, this for the American people, and, um, and we'll see where it goes from there. Damning, damning claims that those thousands of pages that she's talking about, those are only the uh, financial records, like the suspicious activity reports and stuff. And then probably they've got access to uh, uh, like bank transactions, uh, wires that are coming in. From what I understand, what the Bidens had a habit of doing would be to set up these LLC shell companies. Now, these companies would have no business. They would have no product. They would have no activity whatsoever. And they would set them up. And then suddenly millions of dollars comes in from a foreign nation somebody that probably they shouldn't be doing business with, it gets funded directly into the bank account of that LLC. And then from that LLC, it makes a payment out to a Biden. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene said that this human trafficking network extends outside of Hunter and Joe Biden's immediate family. Remember, James Comer the other day said that they have just identified six unnamed to this point and unknown Biden family members who were also participating in this grift. I'll bet you anything, even if they didn't have something directly to do with illegal activity, the Bidens told them, hey, all we need to do is use your name and your social security number and we'll get you paid out and then you just give us 90% of it or whatever. Uh, or it could be that they truly are an organized criminal family where all of them are all too aware of the crimes that are being committed and they just simply don't care because it's money at the end of the day and they don't care how they make their money. All they care is that they are fleecing the American people and probably that some of their sick desire are being met. Absolutely shocking stuff. I cannot wait to see what comes of this. All right. Here is a story that I thought was kind of funny. You may know this guy, Mehdi Hassan. He is on MSNBC and he has recently been accused of committing plagiarism. Now, 
Hassan is, of course, uh, a, a standard left-wing talking head on MSNBC, uh, and it would also appear that he's not very creative. So here is a Substack article that accuses him of plagiarism. Mehdi Hassan of MSNBC has been accused of plagiarism. It appears that, as with the cases of John Oliver and James Corden, Britain is not sending its best. The pundit also seems to be as much of a chameleon as Kamala Harris and Kirsten Gillibrand taking whatever position gets him ahead. Lee Feng, who is a reporter formerly at The Intercept, published an investigative piece on his substack looking at Hassan's journalistic or maybe not so journalistic history. Writing an article in 2000 taking up the cause of spanking disobedient kids, he took almost to the letter the text from a 1998 article in U.S. News and World Report. A few alterations here and there were made to account for the difference, and then, of course, voila, at the end. He also pulled a similar stunt later that year when he copied and pasted <laughs> the text from a piece about the Israel-Palestine conflict without proper attribution. Uh, and the charges go on and on. Now, plagiarism is a, uh, 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 it, it, it's, it's no small matter, okay? I mean, it, it may seem like at the end of the day, uh, you know, okay, so he copied some some work, you know, it, can't he move on or can't he say that he's sorry? Well, when you have a pattern of behavior of copying people's work and passing it off in your own, it shows where your morals are, what uh, level of ethics you're able to maintain. Uh, and also in a... Uh, it, it, in an industry such as journalism, you are supposed to be above board on everything that you do. Your work is the subject of scrutiny for the public. People are going to look at this. So if he is a lifetime plagiarist, a recidivist plagiarist, well, then unfortunately, uh, Mehdi Hassan does not deserve to be working in journalism. Uh, fire him. Let him go and create his own substack, and then maybe people will subscribe and uh, he'll feel better about it. Yes. Um, you guys, is there something wrong with the stream? Because uh, I noticed we've only got like 680 people here. I, I can't tell you the last time that we only had that many people on Rumble. That's really strange. Uh, yeah, I see people saying Rumble is having um, horrible issues. Bobby said, you just gave a clinical course on real news, Patriot. Thank you so much. Um, oh, and Williams Judith is here live for the very first time. I love it when I see people showing up for the first time. Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe something is wrong with Rumble. Um, I don't know. But this is uh, one of those stories that has been just like hot off the presses. People are like, they're pushing themselves into camps. And I just feel like this is unnecessary. Uh, and I feel that uh, when people do this, when they buy into this either or thing, especially on an issue of Trump or another Republican contender, uh, they fail to see the larger plot that is at play. Now, I've said a number of times, I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to run for president. I will continue to stand by that. He will someday, just not as long as Donald Trump is going to win. And 
the longer he doesn't announce that he's running for president, uh, the more desperate the people who want him to run for president get. And I think that they expose themselves in a way that allows President Trump to know who he's going to be able to trust come his second administration. Uh, and perhaps it gives the general public at large an idea of who better to trust as well. You know, I have a sense of loyalty to Donald Trump. And as long as he's going to be running for president, I think that is perfect. I want him back in the White House. Um, and I have more thoughts on who his running mate is going to be as well. But the longer Ron DeSantis goes, he just continuing the conversation, not addressing it one way or the other, uh, he continues to get campaign donations. Other candidates that could run against Donald Trump don't get campaign donations. Therefore, their campaigns flounder. And at the end of the day, they don't have the resources necessary to go up against a candidate, a behemoth like our man DJT. Donald J. Trump will succeed at the end of the day. He will be the only Republican contender for the office of the 47th president of the United States of America. And people continue to support him. What's really interesting is the latest is Lance Gooden. Lance just had a meeting with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and he left that meeting. Now, he's a rep in Texas, but still, he's a Republican, and uh, he has the respect of his constituents. He left that meeting with DeSantis and immediately put out a press release saying that he is supporting President Donald Trump for president. Now, the Gateway Pundit thinks that 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 DeSantis had him there to meet with him so that uh, he he could get gain his support for president and that perhaps DeSantis is not happy about it. But let's take a look at the the actual announcement today. After careful consideration and a positive meeting with Governor Ron DeSantis, Congressman Lance Gooden announces his endorsement of President Donald J. Trump for the 2024 presidential election. While Congressman Gooden has great respect for DeSantis and his accomplishments in Florida, he firmly believes President Trump's proven track record and commitment to putting America first make him the best candidate in 2024. Congressman Gooden issued the following statement. I met with Governor DeSantis, and while he has done commendable work in Florida, there is no doubt in my mind that President Trump is the only leader who can save America from the leftist onslaught we are currently facing. President Trump is a tireless fighter, a champion of American jobs, a guardian to our economy, and a bulwark against the relentless invasion of our borders by illegal immigrants. He unyieldingly supported our military and veterans and bravely stood up to the dangerous socialist agenda propagated by the radical left. I wholeheartedly endorse John, Donald J. Trump for president of 2024 election and vow to fight alongside him to reclaim our country from the leftist forces that threaten to destroy us. Together, we will ensure a prosperous and secure future for our great nation. Now, in this announcement, he makes it sound as if Ron DeSantis was trying to get his support so that he could run for president. Uh, and in order for Ron DeSantis to have enough support to shore this up and perhaps actually win, I mean, he would virtually have to have the support of all of the Republicans uh, in the House of Representatives because, you know, he's going to have to beat Donald Trump uh, on primary day. I, I still do not believe that Ron DeSantis is going to announce a run. Um, and I think that uh, Ron DeSantis is uh, helping Donald Trump strengthen his status as the Republican frontrunner. I mean, to us, it's it's obvious Trump is the only person that could run for president and could win. 
Uh, it doesn't matter how great DeSantis has done in the short time he's been governor, you know, less than two terms in Florida. Uh, president Trump may have only been president for one term. He's been out of go- he's been uh, out of government for the last several years and he was never in government before he became president. But that past experience as a politician uh, or lack thereof, I should say. Uh, actually served President Trump good in Washington, D.C., I think. And I think a lot of other people believe that, too. Uh, if, it, if it was anybody else, a career politician, uh, I, I wouldn't feel right about it. I, I wanted President Trump to win because I knew that he wasn't another one of these Washington stooges. Now, uh, whatever is going to happen... Well, that'll eventually be announced. Um, But at some point, DeSantis is going to have to say, I'm not running. But I don't think he'll do that until it's clear that nobody out there on the Republican side will support anybody but Donald Trump. And I think that Ron DeSantis will get the the endorsement of President Trump when he runs for president. So here is an interesting case and something that I have uh, discussed on many occasions, not only the lawsuit itself, but the claims against Dominion voting systems. Fox News just settled their defamation case with Dominion uh, in order to avoid trial. And they are now going to be paying paying out seven hundred eighty five, excuse me, seven hundred eighty seven and a half million dollars. I think that the uh, uh, the the amount Dominion was asking for was like a billion dollars. Um, man, it is absolutely insane to me that they would go ahead and do this. I don't know how much money Fox has, but it's got to be somewhere north of seven hundred eighty-seven million, uh, because otherwise that would put them out of business. Now, uh, this agreement between the two parties will allow the uh, both sides and the public to avoid a long and costly case. Uh, Rupert Murdoch, of course, uh, would have been compelled to testify in open court, uh, and they had agreed on the jurors. They were basically just moments away from the trial beginning. Uh, And earlier, when the trial was supposed to have begun, the judge called a a lid and basically gave no timeline for when they were going to come back. I think it was probably because they were in the midst of negotiating this kind of surrender. Uh, Personally, I would have liked to have seen the case. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Fox uh, present evidence in support of the claims that have been made about Dominion voting systems in the past. Um, now, uh, also, it would have required that uh, Tucker and, and Hannity would have had to testify. And if you'll remember all of those nasty messages from Tucker and others about President Trump, that, that came out as a result of the discovery in this case. But the lawsuit that they were asking for, uh, $1.6 billion. Uh, and, of course, this is based on the claim that Dominion voting machines are not secure and that they were a large part of the reason why Joe Biden was declared the winner. Um, and, of course, now that Dominion has been given a $787 million settlement, uh, I think that it could potentially endanger people who say the same thing without adding in allegedly or probably or uh, but certainly but I guess you can't say factually or or uh, undoubtedly. Um, but certainly the implication is that the machines that we have in American today are uh, completely bust and um <laughs> It's uh, it's clear that they don't work most of the time. Now, what was really interesting and kind of disgusting uh, was the response from people like Jake Tapper uh, when covering this story. Take a look at this. This guy, 
Oh, my gosh. He's disgusting. Uh, Crane Up says, see you in Chandler, Zach. All right. Good to see you. And, guys, uh, I should also mention that the second half of the program, it, and that's the wrong one right here. Let's go to that one. No. Shoot. Um, hang on. Let me fix the screen. All right. That would be onenessdrops.com. Use code RP78 to save 15% off. Uh, Mike Church says, hi, Zach. Great to see you live for a change. You look great, buddy. I'm so glad I got on right now. I'm glad you did too, buddy. Good to see you. It's been a long time since I've seen your name out there. Um, but yes, chlorine dioxide. It is a substance that is not bleach that allows you to purify your water. It's safe for human and pet consumption. I not only use chlorine dioxide myself, but I put it in my pet's water because it acts as a dental cleaning agent. It is completely clean, safe, and non-toxic. Chlorine dioxide ingested also has a number of other health benefits. So I'm helping to keep my pets healthy in the same way I'm helping to keep myself healthy. You can get it in two different formulations using hydrochloric acid or uh, citric acid. Now, these two different methods to create the chlorine dioxide, uh, the only difference is the, the actual substances that go together that create a chemical reaction to produce the chlorine dioxide. Once they are mixed, it is absolutely exactly the same. I had somebody uh, messaging me asking uh, about the various formulations and if there was a difference with them. And at the end of the day, no, there is no difference. Chlorine dioxide is great to have on hand to purify your water. It's great to have on hand if you're camping. It's great to have on hand if you are trying to uh, uh, alleviate some some, uh, serious health concerns. There's lots of information out there about that. I suggest that everybody look into it. But once again, that's onenessdrops.com. Use code RP78. Save 15% off your order. And thank you very much to Oneness Drops for uh, agreeing to help me out here. All right. So getting back to uh, the idea of Jake Tapper being a journalist. He's, oh, look at this. I blocked this guy. Ah, because he was from the Daily Beast. And he was, um, or maybe he blocked me. Yeah, no, I blocked him. Yeah. All right. So he must have been writing some nasty articles about me at one time, and I didn't care to uh, give him access to my Twitter any longer. So take a listen to Jake Tapper and this kind of fake line of thinking that he affects. Presenting uh, Dominion voting systems after the company settled with Fox, the attorney, uh, Justin Nelson, announced the deal. It's a really unbelievable figure. Fox is going to pay Dominion Voting Systems $787,500,000. Dominion's lawyer saying, quote, today represents a ringing endorsement for truth and for democracy. Fox trying to put a positive face on what can only be interpreted as one of the ugliest and most embarrassing moments in the history of journalism. Fox... uh, issued a statement saying, quote, we are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute dispute with Dominion voting systems. We acknowledge the court's rulings, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. The settlement reflects, I'm sorry, this is going to be difficult to say with a straight face. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our, sorry, we are. Isn't he a prick? Excuse my language, but Jake Tapper, for Jake Tapper 
to take that line, that attitude in regards to any other news station. I don't care who they are, Fox News, MSNBC, uh, Newsmax, uh, RSBN, any of them. For For CNN to pretend like they have some moral high ground, well, that is some serious cognitive dissonance. Jake Tapper, I, I, I don't believe that Jake Tapper thinks what he's doing is accurate. Uh, I think he's clearly trying to influence the audience and create this idea that, oh, Fox News, yeah, they're they're scum. Any claims they made about election fraud or the performance of Dominion voting systems machines are completely fake. And so therefore, we are a lot better. If you want real news, listen to CNN. The only reason people listen to CNN, Jake, is so that they can catalog and and throw into Excel spreadsheets the number of times that you lie on the air, that you mislead your audience, that you pretend yourself to live up to the highest standards of journalistic integrity, but yet you do anything but. Anybody remember the Gulf War when CNN journalists were caught in front of a green screen pretending that they were on a rooftop in Kuwait waiting for missiles to come in. They had fake air raid sirens on. They had uh, white helmets. They were not on. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets, natural NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com www.fighterflare.com
human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision set in Kuwait or in in the Middle East at all. They were on a set at their studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, That right there, Jake, is not the highest level of uh, journalistic standards. And I don't think I've ever seen anything remotely close to that coming out of CNN. So Trumparella says, you're not wrong. Thank you so much. And also, she is now a monthly supporter. I really appreciate that. All right. So uh, in regards to that story and election fraud and uh, the concerns about voting machines, uh, I'm glad that uh, the Gateway Pundit put this article out because uh, Fox News is not alone in the concerns that they raised uh, or the claims they made about the inherent vulnerabilities that were baked into the programming of Dominion Voting Systems machines. Uh, we've had a number of media outlets, of media personalities, of politicians throughout the years raising awareness about the danger of electronic voting machines. And that includes places like the New York Times. Uh, that includes The Guardian, includes PBS and BBC. It includes Newsweek, Reuters and Axios, The New Yorker, Vox, uh, New York Times again and again, uh, CBX and Fox. I've never heard of CBX, but take a listen. Take a listen to some of these here. Uh, the crisis of election security. The Illinois intruders had quietly breached the network in June and spent weeks conducting reconnaissance. After alighting all the state's voter registration state databases, they downloaded information on hundreds of probably eligible voters. That was from 2018. See, back in 2018, when President Trump was in office, it was okay to question the safety and security of election machines. Because at that time, I don't think that they had really gotten all their ducks in a row in terms of making sure that they were going to be able to steal in 2020. Uh, The Guardian, they said, uh, kids at hacking conference show how easily U.S. elections could be sabotaged. Uh, On PBS and the BBC, an 11-year-old changed election results on a replica Florida state website in under 10 minutes. So, Clearly, the issue is not simply the voting machines. It's our electronic voting system, which is being administered both publicly and privately. And I think the only answer here is to get back onto paper ballots and to uncomplicate the election system uh, as much as you can. Make it into a physical system of voting where people show their ID They step into a booth, they come out, your information gets taken, and that election ballot is placed into a single box, which is sealed up when it gets to have enough in it, and then that box remains sealed, chain of custody, until the next person comes along and counts it. Unfortunately, we're all too aware. They made it so complicated on purpose because they wanted to ensure that people would not be able to... uh, to figure out what was going on. Hang on just a second. I think I need to quit my ad blocker because I'm having issues getting stuff pulled up. Okay. Um, oh, honey, you join by clicking the join button under the uh, the the video window on uh, on Rumble. All right. So 
I was I, I saw this story and I thought it was interesting in concert with the story I brought you the other day. Um, uh, I think it was about a week ago. I, I let you know that the DNC had quietly separated themselves from Mark Elias. Mark Elias, of course, having been like the top dog legal mind of the DNC, worked directly for Hillary Clinton. Um But it turns out that uh, he has been implicated in some crimes, not only him, but also the Democrat Party itself. Perhaps the split came as a result of these crimes beginning to come to light. And perhaps Mark Elias thought the DNC was going to protect him. Yes, it's the locals one, honey. Maybe he thought the DNC was going to protect him. And the DNC says... Get out of here. You're just one guy. We have uh, an entire system to uphold. You know, if there's going to be somebody taking the fall, Marky Mark, it's going to be you. So he's been implicated in both Federal Election Campaign Act violations and the Federal Criminal Code. So this goes beyond just an investigation by the FEC or by some bureaucratic government agency with no uh, threat of actual prosecution. When you break federal criminal code, well, that becomes another matter entirely. Now, again, he was Hillary Clinton's lawyer during her failed presidential run back in 2016. Let's see who's actually accusing Mark Elias of committing these crimes. Uh, with her failed presidential election in 2016, uh, he rose to even greater prominence in 2020 because he went around the nation and he got himself directly involved in a number of actions and lawsuits. He was attempting to uh, put that final piece into place to allow for mail-in ballots and ballot drop boxes. And to Mark Elias's credit, he was remarkably successful. Uh, this allowed for the Democrat Party and for their constituents and and their their uh, uh, terroristic uh, membership uh, to essentially stuff election ballot boxes all over the nation. Ballots that were just made up uh, with addresses for people that didn't exist or uh, duplicates of people, or maybe they stole people's information or they were voting in the names of dead people. Anyways, there was no checks or balances on it. This is how we lost the election of 2020. And some plenty would say that we didn't actually lose it. And I'm, I'm with you on that, but I'm saying, you know, in the eyes of uh, what the law says now, but we had millions of ballots without chain of custody and documentation. I think that it's safe to say that Mark Elias was at least partially responsible for ensuring that he got signature validations uh, shut off. You know, I mean, Mark Elias was very smart. Okay. The guy knew how to do lawfare. Now uh, this, uh, this is what helped the Democrats win the election, but it looks like the Democrats have soured on him. Uh, Counsel for the committee to defeat the president. That was Dan Backer. He sent a letter last week to the DOJ encouraging them to look into alleged illegal actions committed by Mark Elias and the DCCC, which is the uh, uh, the equivalent of the RNCC, the Democratic Conventional uh, Campaign Committee, the Republican uh, National Campaign. Where is it? NR is the RC. Yeah, it's got to be the 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 R. I I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) The RCCC, maybe, or the NRCC. Um, But Fox News reported on it this way. 
Americans deserve to know the truth about the Democrat Party's shady money laundering schemes. And it's interesting that this story is coming out now, right after we started getting word about the Act Blue money laundering. And as uh, Colton told us on Saturday, there's another a number of other organizations which uh, were built in the same vein as Act Blue that are also doing the exact same thing. Think microtransactions, uh, pennies on the dollar over and over and over again. So. Uh, these campaign funds were supposed to be spent in one way. Turns out they spent them in a completely different manner. Now, based on the Committee to Defeat the President's robust research and on Elias's own shady past, it seems pretty clear that Mark Elias and other Democrats have engaged in false reporting, and that can't go unchecked. Now, a letter from the FEC was obtained by Fox News, and uh, they acknowledged the receipt of the complaint. So they can't say they never got word from anybody that these people are scum. Now, in that letter, uh, this man, Backer, wrote to Heberl about possible criminal violations of both the Federal Election Campaign Act, FECA, and the Federal Criminal Code. And this was all committed by the DCCC and Mark Elias's law group. I hope that you will not allow the Biden administration's political appointees within the Department of Justice to allow President Biden's close political allies to gain an unfair advantage in the electoral process by violating federal criminal law with impunity. I would hope not, but Unfortunately, I think that's the world that we're living in right now. There have to be good men and women still at the Justice Department. And if the right person gets a case like this, they can really do something with it. Uh, it was also pointed out by Backer that FICA requires each political committee to report to the FEC the purpose of each of its operating expenditures over $200. And in a series of FEC filings over the course of 2021 and 2022, the DCCC reported making a total of $5.17 million in payments between October 19th, 2021 and July 15th, 2022, all to Mark Elias's law group for recount legal services. That means Mark Elias made almost $5.2 million in the wake of the 2020 election and uh, probably preparing for the 2022 midterms uh, as recount. Wow. Um, Backer also alleges that Elias... Uh, of the Elias Law Group, has a history of allowing Democratic political committees to misrepresent the nature of the firm's legal services to shield their activities from public scrutiny, a.k.a. helping to fund the Christopher Steele dossier. Also, we know that Elias has gotten an easy time in uh, the courts, specifically the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Uh, He did get sanctioned for lack of candor, But nothing else came of it. Lack of candor is a legal jargon for saying that you lied. Um, We also had another federal court who accused him of attempting to impinge upon free, open, rational elections. Uh, That's first I have heard of that. But it's good to hear that somebody out there in the American judicial system is paying attention to the evil that Mark Elias is capable of. Uh, it is reasonably possible that the Elias Law Group facilitated the DCCC's false reporting by providing fraudulent billing statements misrepresenting the purpose of the firm's charges to assist in shielding the true nature of their activities from public scrutiny. Uh, and that stands to reason. I think that that's probably uh, a pretty safe assumption. Uh, of course, we know these people are doing illegal things. We know that they are behaving uh, in uh, ways that none of us would. Um, and yet they get away with it because of the 
their power, their prestige, the people that they're connected to, and of course, all of that money. Man, lots and lots of money. All right, so Robert Kennedy, as I announced last week, had announced his candidacy for president. He actually went live and did a uh, an event today where he officially announced his candidacy. Uh, he is uh, 69 years old, so he's younger than President Trump. And, uh, you know, I had mentioned previously that it was likely that... Bobby Kennedy is not going to be allowed to get the Democratic nominee uh, for president. Now, if that happens, then there is a possibility that President Trump could choose him as his running mate. And I think that uh, a lot of people can understand the psychological implications of that. You know, not only a Trump-Kennedy ticket, but also a kind of center-right presidential candidate with a center-left uh, vice presidential candidate. And uh, Lisa actually showed me something earlier that in, in, in when it's happened before, they have done it before, and it, it went over with a, a resounding uh, yes. People were very excited about that. Uh, certainly it would give people who were perhaps reticent about voting for Trump the kind of you know moral okay to go ahead and do it. Uh, and I think that anybody who is going to vote for Trump is not going to not vote for him because they don't like his vice presidential pick. Um, I'm not saying that Bobby Kennedy is the best choice, but I can see why it would be an advantage to everyone involved. Um, so, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. But something tells me that there's no way Bobby Kennedy is going to get the nomination. Uh, they are not going to uh, be OK with that. All right. Now, two days ago. I brought you news about the report that the United Nations had issued where they were attempting to normalize and legalize pedophilia in all of their member nations. They recommended to every single member nation that they uh, decriminalize the act of sexual contact between an adult and a child. They put no limits on the age. They said that consent could be given by a child, and so therefore it should no longer be considered against the law. And of course, this is up to the member nations, but what's really disgusting and shocking about this, again, is that this global governance body is attempting to impose its sick, satanic whims on every nation that is a member of it. They want to normalize pedophilia because they participate in pedophilia and child trafficking, and uh, if they can make it so it's no longer illegal, they can openly operate, and they don't have to worry about the stigma from the law. You know, I think probably at the end of the day, they could care less of you hating them for being pedophiles. I think they would love it if they could operate openly and uh, out of the shadows and no longer have to hide who they are. Um, perhaps it would um, it, it perhaps it would be uh, something that a, a lot of people would not be okay with. I'm, at least that's what I'm hoping. Um, but I think that because of the number of Democrats that are out there, uh, this would immediately become part of the kind of uh, normalization and acceptance of this. They've already tried to do this by adding the P onto the LGBTQPAI plus or whatever, adding pedophilia to the mix. And plenty of people who identify from that spectrum are not okay with that. But there's a lot of Democrats out there who are totally okay with it. And I think that that's what we're seeing. I can't wait to see what the current administration has to say about it. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I have to be honest. I, I mean, I'm shocked that it's come this far and that they have finally uh, taken off the mask. There you go. 
they they want you to know exactly what they're about. They're about sex with children, adults abusing children. That's what they're into, and that's what's the most important thing to them. Let's not solve world hunger. Let's not solve uh, uh, tyrannical governments or or unfair laws. Let's take pedophilia off the books so that the people who love children, who really, really love children, can go ahead and do whatever the hell they want. Uh, no, I, as as long as I am walking, breathing, and uh, and moving around the great state of Florida or any other state in the United States, we will continue to abide by the laws as God intended them. That Children cannot offer consent to adults. The people who are interested in this stuff are abusers. They are sick. They deserve the death penalty as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, my point in bringing this up again today is that it's starting to spread. More and more people are seeing this, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad to see it because it's an extremely extremely important case. Alright, this one is going to be controversial. So, what I have here is uh, it's a video and it's an article about a selected piece of video that was taken at an Israeli military academy. This was uh, this aired on Israeli television back in April of 2019. Now, there uh, since this story was sent over to me and I did some investigating into it. Uh, it looks like there was a bit of a cleanup operation that took place after the initial reporting. Um, I was shocked that this information went out on uh, Israeli television, but essentially it is uh, pieces of video of uh, a couple of rabbis who are instructors at the military prep academy, B'nai David, in the West Bank, uh, were teaching a group of cadets and they had uh, some really uh, shocking things to say. Uh, they hailed Hitler's Nazi racist ideology as 100% correct. Uh, they only criticized it for not being applied to the right race. <laughs> and they also apparently say that the Jews should be the master race and that the non-Jews should be the untermenschen. Now, that is in quotations, as if they said that. Now, what is, well, besides the obvious, I mean, what's the 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 kind of, I guess, uproar about the story. Well, uh, the people that are featured in it claim that the tapes that were used were selectively edited to make them appear as if they were saying these things. That I, uh, apparently they were putting forward hypothetical arguments uh, and therefore the other portions of the tape were not shown. Now, it seems to me that if that was the case, then the entirety of this tape could have been released. But as far as I know, it wasn't. So let's go through some of these things. They also said that slavery should return. (laughs) Okay, and I just want to be very clear. I know there are going to be people out there who are like, you know, oh, this is, I've been talking about this for years. Everything in this article is true, and it applies to all Jews. The Jews hate everybody that isn't Jewish. I know that people are going to say that. Um, but, uh, but I, I don't think that we can ascribe this attitude to an entire group of people because two guys said it, because I've seen plenty of horrible things being said by members of all races. But these guys definitely had some hot takes. Slavery should return. Rabbi Elizer Castile, who bemoans that slavery has been abolished. This is the direct quote. And you tell me if you can imagine how you would pose the other side of this, because he doesn't appear to be posing it 
hypothetically. He just says that abolishing legal slavery has created deficiencies. No one is responsible for that property. With God's help, it will return. The Goyim still want to be our slaves. Being a slave of the Jews is the best. They must be slaves. They want to be slaves. Instead of just wandering the streets, being foolish and harming each other, now he's a slave. Now his life is beginning to come into order. Now, to be fair, in this particular passage, it would appear that the rabbi is talking about uh, the Palestinians, whom he also says has genetic problems and that they want to be under occupation. If you were to go and ask your average Arab, he says, uh, they say they want to be under occupation because they have genetic problems. They don't know how to run a country and they're just generally in a bad state. Uh, also says, yes, we are racists. Now, listen to this quote. Are we unaware that there are different races? Is it a secret? Is it untrue? What can you do? It's true. Yes, we are racists. We believe in racism. Uh, and he continues on that the Jews can help the inferior races. He says, correct, there are races in the world. Nations have genetic characteristics, so we, the Jews, must consider how to help them. Racial differences are real, and that's a precisely a reason to offer help. Uh, also, um, who put you to decide who is who? When asked by a student, the rabbi says, I can see that my accomplishments are much more impressive than his. Now, this does not sound to me to to be a hypothetical argument that is being made in favor of these things. It's just that they are being stated as fact. Um, he also has some interesting thoughts on the Holocaust. He says, the Holocaust for real is not about the killing of Jews. That's not the Holocaust. All of these excuses claiming that it was based on ideology or that it was systemic, this is ridiculous, because it was based on ideology to a certain extent, makes it more moral than if people murdered people for no reason saying that the Holocaust itself, because it was based on ideology, uh, makes it a more moral act than just the act of killing someone for no good reason, no good reason. Humanism, all the secular culture about us believing in the human, that's the Holocaust. The Holocaust, for real, is being pluralist, believing in I believe in the human, that's what's called a holocaust. The Lord, blessed be his name, is already shouting for many years that the Jewish exile is over, but people don't listen to him, and that is their disease, a disease which needs to be cured by the holocaust. Um, he also says that the Nazis were right, uh, as I said that in the in the beginning, that uh, it just wasn't applied to the right race, that the, the Jews here are the, the true uh, Ubermenschen, um, and that Hitler was uh, 100% correct in the way that uh, that he behaved. So, let me just show you this final paragraph here, and then I will show you uh, – I have the video. I don't know that we really want to watch the whole thing, but um, I think that uh, the article itself, to me, it rings of a mop-up operation after the fact. So in the article, it says this is not a slip of the tongue. As the Channel 13 coverage also notes, what we have heard is no slip of the tongue. These statements have been repeated again for years at Benai David. Not a slip of the tongue, but a set agenda showing a pattern of behavior. And Benai David is not an isolated island. A similar story of a genocidal educator of security forces is Rabbi Dov Lior from the settlement uh, Karat Arba, who endorsed the book Torah Hamalek, King's Torah of 2009, which advocates the killing of non-Jewish babies since it is clear they will grow to harm us. This guy 
apparently has been teaching police forces in a special program for religious recruits called Believers in the Police. I find these attitudes to be highly disturbing. And uh, I know, as I said earlier, that people are going to take what was said in these statements and apply them to an entire group. I don't think that that's fair because I've heard white people say terrible things that not everybody believes. I've heard black people say terrible things that not everybody believes. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard any open racism. Well, maybe from the Chinese. <laughs> Yes, okay. They, I, I've definitely heard some Chinese people do some, uh, do and say some bad things. But uh, when you go to this article, which was basically like almost immediately pushed out. First of all, this story, I guess, took off in Israel back in 2013. It was all over the place. Channel 13 reported on it. Everybody was like, wow, this is incredible journalism. We can't be having attitudes like this, especially not educating our military and our police forces, because this is going to make them be like the harshest, most evil soldiers in the world. And let's be honest. Is it really that surprising that the military teachers basically teaching these guys on how to exterminate their enemies, that they wouldn't want them to have these ideas? I don't know. It doesn't mean that it's uh, that way throughout the entirety of Israeli society. But I know that people actually believe and espouse these things. Uh, It just goes without saying. So. Uh, there, there was an investigation into the um, reporter who put out this story, and they say that it was a smear job against the uh, I- 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 this Zionist institution that has ties to Israeli Education Minister Rafi Peretz. Uh, but they say it was a fake story. A media watchdog said it was fake. The Channel 13 report involved an Israeli pre-military academy founded by Peretz and portrayed as one of the leading instructors at the school as a rabidly anti-secular extremist. Uh, after Perspectiva, the Hebrew arm of media watchdog camera revealed that the report was false, the television reporter was suspended, journalists and politicians scrambled to either apologize Apologize or point fingers, and the network has launched an investigation. Um, they claim that uh, the oh oh here's the thing. They say that um, he claims that secular Jews are evil and must be avoided, and that he instructed his pupils to dodge military service. Kind of interesting that he's you know at a. Um, a military academy there. Now, that wasn't specified in the article, so I, I can't say whether or not that happened. I have the full video, though. Um, but uh, this these these things that I just mentioned, the uh, uh, calls about secular Jews and then the um, uh, dodging of military service, this is what this article latches on to. Um, and uh, so they're, they're trying to get people, this guy, Peretz, to or they were in 2019 trying to get him to step down from his position um now we had a number of political leaders that came out and uh, spoke uh in favor of this report and what had happened um but uh they the 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 people behind the statements claim that once again, these were hypotheticals that were being posited by the rabbi and that after he said these terrible things, he then refuted the radical views and basically uh, gave them his real answer. They're saying that it only showed his impersonation of those views, that that just does not ring very true to me. Um, yeah, and uh, and so I, I don't really know 
I don't really know what the true nature of this story is uh, because they don't even mention the name of the actual reporter himself. Uh, they just talk around him. It's like they just wanted him to disappear. Now, if this here we go, David Sheen. Let me see. Let's see. Where is David Sheen now? David Sheen, Military Academy story. Hmm. Well, David Sheen knows what it takes to demonize Israel. This is from J-Post. A few days ago, the media monitor camera exposed one of the lies that budding anti-Israel activist David Sheen is spreading in order to make a living by demonizing Israel. As I noted in a previous post, Sheen apparently hopes to appeal to the same audiences that enthusiastically embraced Max Blumenthal's odious screed Goliath, which equated Israel with Nazi Germany and earned Blumenthal-devoted fans wherever there are Jew haters. But even if one focuses relentlessly on Israel's failings, it's of course no easy job to pretend that the modern, pluralistic, and democratic Jewish state is like Nazi Germany. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I wish that they could come up with a, uh, a, a a different metaphor. Like that's like the only thing that they can ever fall back on. Anyways, uh, here is the video itself. Uh, David Sheen actually posted this last night. Channel 13 News revealed recordings of instructors at a top Israeli religious academy in the first half. The head of the cemetery pines for the return of slavery. Uh, blah, blah, blah. These remarks were no slip of the tongue. They were repeated over years and years, accurately reflecting the agenda of the Jewish home Kahane coalition, whose leader, the seminary's patron rabbi, is set to be Israel's new education minister. Welcome to my world. <laughs> זהו הרב אליעזר קשתיאל, ראש ישיבת בני דוד בעלי. הכי טוב להיות עבד של יהודים. הם שמחים להיות עבדים, רוצים להיות עבדים. All right, so it appears that it's being translated as the same words that were in that article. The one thing that makes me believe that these things were actually said is that the guy who's reporting on this uh, story is a Jew himself. He's an Israeli. Uh, it seems to me that there is this kind of tug and pull between um, the secularists and uh, and and the, uh, the 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 Hasis, the Hasidic Jews. Um and that's kind of the same way that it is here. You know, they, obviously they've got a bunch of different political parties there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was crazy. And I just wanted to, uh, mention it because I know that a lot of people would, uh, find it interesting. Okay. Um, we also have a proof of life video that was created by John Fetterman. I actually think this is kind of funny. Uh, in this video, he kind of makes fun of the idea that, um, he has, uh, a body double. Hold on. It's me, Senator John. Okay, so John Fetterman, as I showed you the other day, was videotaped coming uh, across the street, heading into Congress. This is the same outfit that he was wearing. Um, he, he does this little skit uh, to show that he's got a body double. Hey, everybody, it's me, Senator John Fetterman, and I just want you to know that I'm back and I'm feeling great, 100%. And you know, during my time during the hospital, the fringy fringies really came up with a conspiracy that I have a, a body double. And I just want you to know that is just crazy. That's not true. And I, hey, yo, dude, John, what event am I supposed to be doing this afternoon? Dude, really? 
I got to say, uh, I think I think that's in that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Uh, and it's in good humor. And, uh, you know, it was cute. It was cute. But with that being said, John Fetterman is not doing well. Uh, he is essentially failing upwards in the same way that Gary Gensler did. Um, I don't think that he's ready to be back in Washington, D.C. Obviously, during the filming of that commercial, he had a cue card or he had some type of screen. Lisa showed me a, sh- uh, a, a video today. He's got a guy with like a like a like a 24 inch computer screen just like following him around, giving him like a live presentation of subtitles for all of the speaking that's being done around him. I don't know how they can hone in on which person to translate for John Fetterman for. Are they making every single person that is in a conversation with Fetterman wear uh, a wire or wear uh, a microphone of some kind? But it's obvious the guy does not have his faculties. Listen to this. Here is his opening statement uh, at uh, his uh, subcommittee that he was returning to. I called to this hearing of the U.S. Senate Subcommittee and Food and Nutrition, Specialty Crops, Organics, and Research to order. Chairwoman Stevenow. And Ranking Member Boozman, thank you so much for coming. I thank you for your leadership on this committee, and I look forward to working with you to pass a farm bill. This is this is this is painful to watch. Uh very very sad. I mean, I know he's a democrat and he got into bed with who he got into bed with, but I I just I can't believe that they are forcing him to actually fulfill the duties of a senator and he's chairing a committee a farm bill that works for small far- farmers. Rural communities and hungry Americans. I would also like to thank my ranking member, Senator Braun. And I look forward to working closely with you. SNAP is one of the most effective programs to fight hunger and poverty in the country. In my time and effort in IFAS, as the mayor of Braddock to lieutenant governor to now, I have heard from Pennsylvanians about their support for SNAP. I think the now we don't, we're not going to watch anymore. It's just <clears throat> it's sad. It's sad for me to watch this. You know, I mean, I, I look at John Fetterman and I see a guy who should be sitting on his couch, not in in the seat of power in Washington D.C. The, the same way with Joe Biden. You know, I think he believe, he belongs in a jail cell, uh, but certainly he should not be in front of a microphone or or, or uh, around children in any in any way. <clears throat> But in regards to John Fetterman's lump, I think he got it removed or something like that, because I've seen a a couple of shots from behind, uh, which it should have been visible on his neck, but uh, it wasn't. Um, This was John Fetterman's uh, first hearing uh, for the very first time. And he obviously, yes, it's elder abuse. It's it's cruel. It's cruel and unusual. So John Fetterman uh, is, is really not holding up well. And uh, I think it's only a matter of time before he's going to be forced to completely step away from his duties. Maybe not. Maybe they're going to keep him there as long as they can. All right. Um, 
I, this was a, a story that I saw being reported that had people confused in some fashion. In fact, James O'Keefe actually even uh, tweeted out about how it was confusing. So uh, there were a number of different mRNA clot shots that were produced by Pfizer and Moderna and others uh, to uh, it supposedly inoculate you against the coronavirus or not inoculate you, whatever the actual definition of, uh, of uh, vaccine is now. But the FDA announced yesterday uh, that for Pfizer and Moderna, uh, the monovalent mRNA vaccines they had produced initially are no longer authorized for use in the United States. Um, the bivalent uh, mRNA clot shots are the ones that are only now prescribed for use by people in the United States. Now, I saw somebody say, somebody actually sent me an email saying, oh, you know, they removed the clot shot. It's not for, you can't get it anymore. Nobody can get it. Well, you, you can't get one kind of the clot shot. The monovalent version was designed for the initial strain of COVID-19 that re- was released from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The bivalent version is for other strains coming after it. It's a little bit of an odd thing for uh, Pfizer and Moderna and, and the FDA to come out and uh, give us this specific announcement. I mean, you know, if if they've decided for whatever reason that the original COVID shots are not good enough, I mean, and I would agree with him, agree with them, they're not. Um, why wouldn't they just continue to give the uh, the covalent versions? Probably because they had so many produced and uh, they want to make sure they get thrown out. Maybe it's because those ones are a lot more deadly. I tend to think not because those were the ones that were given out first and we seem to have fewer injuries at the beginning. Maybe it was just uh, the way that the rollout happened. But you can still get, if you want, one of these COVID clot shots from Pfizer or Moderna. It's just going to be the different formulation of it. Doesn't mean that it's been taken away altogether. Uh, yes, it appears his neck hump is missing. I don't know. Maybe it moved out, um, just decided that. Uh, they, 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 it was no longer a match made in heaven. Uh, John Fetterman, he had other things to do. Or, you know, I mean, it looked like a lipoma or something to me. That, w- that would have been pretty simple for him to have removed. And he did have, a, you know, he was a bigger guy. So uh, lipomas are, um, you know, they're pretty common in people with uh, who have had weight issues. Um, so, yeah, I think that he probably had a lipoma, probably had it removed. And uh, there it goes. It's gone. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so finally, you guys, I have, uh, again, I have altered state tonight at nine o'clock. So I've got to do my uh, post show stuff quickly before I run that show. Uh, but earlier today, the hearing to oust St. Louis circuit attorney Kim Gardner was held. Uh, like I said, I, I watched about 45 minutes of the proceedings. I, I, I felt that the prosecution made a fairly compelling argument that there was a willful dereliction of duty. Uh, there were thousands and thousands of cases that Kim Gardner um, basically flubbed and the cases got dropped because prosecutors just didn't show up. Uh, they failed to notify victims. Uh, they withheld Brady material. Uh, oftentimes, prosecutors, if they did show up to a prosecution, they would be ill-prepared. They would have just received the case only days before. And the argument of the state of Missouri is, is that the buck stops with Kim Gardner. And if she was aware, and she must have been, that 
she did not have sufficient resources to prosecute the cases and to keep the St. Louis area safe, then she should have changed her behavior. So it became willful dereliction of duty, willful dereliction of duty and uh, willful uh, uh, refusal to uphold her oath uh, and, you know, just generally not upholding the uh, uh, the job that she was hired by the people of this area to do. Uh, it, it was a, a, a major issue and she could actually face criminal charges for uh, the things that have happened on her watch. Um, I have, there has been no decision yet. I don't know how long this is going to last, uh, but I would imagine that, uh, it may be continuing tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here. It is a four and a half hour. Good afternoon. I'm Laura Barcheski. In just a few minutes, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey and St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner will meet in front of a judge to discuss the so-called Quo Waranto lawsuit. Bailey filed in February seeking to remove Gardner from office. Bailey filed the suit days after a 17-year-old Tennessee girl was severely injured in a downtown crash involving... I, I, I think this is the one where the girl lost her legs. Daniel Riley. Riley violated his GPS monitoring conditions dozens of times since he was charged in September of 2020 with armed criminal action and robbery. Gardner said a judge... You know, and just getting back to the idea of, of willful dereliction, you know, the, the the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. And if you're looking at some recidivist criminal like Daniel Riley and you know that if you let him out on bail uh, or you just let him out without bail, uh, then it's likely that he's going to go and run or do whatever he wants to, you know. Uh, not care about what his GPS says because he knows that nobody's going to come and get him. He knows that nobody's going to punish him. Um, it's reasonable to assume that this kid would continue to behave in the exact same way. And with that knowledge, they allowed him to behave that way. And this girl who had, I believe she had a volleyball scholarship, she lost her legs. Poor, poor girl. Uh, LKW Cross says, my subscription to you doesn't start payments until the end of the month, so I'm passing on this $10, less 20%. Rumble won't be taking 20% off on the subscription for 2023. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being a subscriber, and thank you for uh, for joining up. Uh, so at the end of the day, Kim Gardner knew that her behavior was going to result in certain things. Certainly, if she doesn't send a prosecutor to prosecute a case, uh, that case is going to get dropped. That criminal is going to go free. If she refuses to hand over exculpatory information, well, the legal team for the defense is going to call attention to that. and They're probably going to get the case dismissed. If they refuse to prepare for cases and then show up and they don't even know why they're there, well, I think it's a, a, a pretty easy guess as to what's going to happen. So, I, yeah, I think Kim Gardner has willfully uh, left the people of St. Louis in the lurch as she refuses to do her job. Uh, apparently, she also doesn't even take her own cases. Only her lawyers that are working beneath her are the ones who take cases. She doesn't even go to court. All right. So if the if the argument is that there's not enough people to do the work, she easily could have picked up the slack and grabbed a couple of cases and shown up. Or in the event that one of her lawyers can't be there because maybe they're working on another case, she could have been the one that went in their place. Now, the judge uh, appears to be getting really granular on all of these issues, trying to determine whether or not there was intent 
you know, personally, I, I, I don't believe that there needs to be any provable intent here. Whether or not Kim Gardner made the conscious decision to completely allow St. Louis to burn because she's an ideologue and is supported by George Soros, or if she's just that dumb and so spectacularly bad at her job that she is is not finding it possible to even remotely behave in a manner befitting her office, it doesn't matter which one of those it is. She needs to go. She needs to go. I don't think that the people of St. Louis thought they were signing up for this. And I will tell you this, the people of St. Louis are not happy with the job she's done. Certainly, the victims' families are definitely not happy because they are unable to get closure. Uh, and uh, and even there were cases of, uh, of individuals who were kept in jail uh, who were denied speedy trials because the lawyers just for the prosecution just quit showing up. They didn't show up. So the, the, the trial can't continue. They issue a continuance and uh, he's got to come back in another month or two. So anyways, all kinds of constitutional violations, all kinds of reasons why Kim Gardner should not be allowed to remain in office. Uh, Empress, thank you very much for that can. Uh, also, thank you for another can. And then Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie and thanks for another cookie. I'm just going to see if there's anything I need to say thank you for over on buy me a coffee or nope, doesn't look like there's anything over here. All right, uh, that's it until I come back tonight on Badlands Media at 9 p.m. I will see you then. Let me pass out the gold pills over here on the foxhole and good luck and God bless. We'll see you tonight.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.